Right then. Hello, everyone. First episode of the new year. Whoop, in. whoop, whoop, whoop. Happy Little new change. Year. It's not bloody new year this time because we both decided that that was going to be a bit boring. Well, considering it was, well, yeah, it did seem like a little bit boring. And the days between Christmas oh, and God, New Year yeah. were like, nobody knows what's going on. I didn't know how old I was anymore. I didn't know what day it is. Forgot the time. Forgot what tell time. You know, it's just. <laughs> and everything seems to happen within those, yeah. that week. But I mean, it's like, I was just sat, like, thinking, should I be doing something? God, yeah. <laughs> and now trying to figure out how to do things again in the start of New Year. It's how fun. But we're back with, uh... Back Alfie's, with, uh... With my... <laughs> my movie. The, the only mo- film Alfie <laughs> exactly. was like, is that from the 80s when we started this? The only film that I kind of knew that was from the 80s, because the amount of times I watched it as a kid, being Transformers the movie. Not the Transformers movies I kept getting mixed up with. Well, this is get, the like, Transformers, the movie. Yeah, it's it, too many hate that name. things going on, isn't it? So I shot the Transformers, the movie, from 1986. And it's a bit of a, a long starring list because there is... Well, I mean, I didn't go into every single person that had a speaking line, but even within the main cast, there's quite a few people. So, oh God, let's just get into it then, I guess. <laughs> so it was directed by Nelson Chin. Thankfully, that's kind of where I've left it for that. And then just on the Autobot side... We've got Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, Judd Nelson as Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime, which is the laziest name they could have chosen. Rodimus Prime. I, I never really liked that. Robert Stack as Ultra Magnus, Neil Ross as Springer, Susan Blue as RC, Lionel Stander as Cup, John Mashita Jr. as Blur, Buster Jones as Blaster, Paul Eading as Perceptor, Greg Berger as Grimlock, Michael Bell as Swoop, Neil Ross as Slag, there's also Sludge, but he has no speaking lines. Corey Burton as Spike Whitwicky and Dan- D- David Mendelhall as Daniel Whitwicky. I-, I don't know why they thought the last name for the human should be Whitwicky. Well, he's the same in the, obviously, in the in the Michael Bay films. Is it actually? It's Sam Whitwicky. Oh, Jesus. It's a different Whitwicky, but it's still. And then, well, thankfully, there's only like three or four the Decepticons that have actually got major speaking roles. So we've got Frank Weller as Megatron and Soundwave, Chris Latter as Starscream. Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, and then Orson Welles as Unicron, which was probably the funniest, and I think probably one of the better voices in the whole it's thing. It's quite a stacked cast, really, when you... It is, when you think about it. When There's you quite look a at lot everyone. of prominent voice actors from the time. And then, we, we finally got an actual plot summary coming through. <laughs> the Decepticons have invaded and taken over the Autobots' home planet, Cybertron. So the Autobots are determined to fight back and head back to Autobot City on Earth for supplies. The Decepticons then hijack and take over the ship, resulting in a fierce battle between the Autobots and Decepticons, the result of which is devastating, with the loss of both Optimus Prime and Megatron. But then, a new threat appears in the form of Unicron, a massive planet-devouring Transformer. Yeah. That is the film. Had a budget of five to six million. How much do you think it made? Mm. Uh, 15 million. I like how you thought it made money. It made... Around 2.85.6 million. I thought that's on Wasn't it also sales. released to the TV? Because I swear there was TV advert cuts yeah. halfway through the film. It's it's kind of weird. There's a lot of it, I think. Part of it might it might have been released TV fairly soon after, but it was in theatres yeah. for a short time. It's because there's specific. I know, like, films can do fade ins and fade outs. Yeah, but there is. Well, I think there's there. two spots where, it, like, just in the middle of something, it yeah. cuts out. And it Face cuts out as if it was an advert moment for a TV. Exactly, yeah. You know, like when you watch, like, 
if you watch something on a streaming service now which doesn't have any adverts yeah exactly and then it's like oh no what are we gonna do and there's a massive like crescendo <laughs> a pause. and then and then it blacks out and then it cuts back to the same thing because there wasn't originally an advert there honestly i love to think that they kind of they cut in and out there just to put in some sort of uh, advertisement for the toys yeah in the cinema in the middle of the cinema <laughs> come on down to hasbro where you can find your best transformers toys yeah exactly right okay well likes and dislikes then let's get into it <laughs> likes first then likes first um i think you gotta get away right yep how is the soundtrack the best part of it's this movie? So, it's unreal how it's, good the soundtrack it's, is. It's so good. It, it makes no sense. They put, I mean, like, obviously for the time, the animation and voice acting is fairly decent, but they put so much effort into doing that soundtrack. And it's like, like it, it doesn't, doesn't stop. Fit. It, it just, it's relentless how much kind of they batter and batter you with great soundtrack. Yeah, like, it's the first bit that kind of hits you is when they do the, I'm assuming, I think it's a revamped, intro so you know when it comes oh, up yeah. with the transformers the movie By line, that's not yeah. the original intro is it like as no, the music no it's i think some, it's some like rock band line did it yeah and i don't know because obviously it says robots in disguise which was in the thing but then yeah. it like goes off into some guitar riff. It does, yes. <laughs> and it was good it was good and then the rest like they, i feel like the <laughs> the songs were like three steps ahead of the movie they were <laughs> a lot of them i'll be honest there's just there's some animated film which i guess did, it was pretty big at the time they were really like trying to sell the songs they were they put such a i guess a righteous feeling in the music it's fucking stan bush coming in on the guitar yeah. at random points throughout the, the whole thing i actually can't oh. remember half the words in it but like someone would just end up like sort of screaming something inspirational yeah. <laughs> it's almost like some massive inspirational edit is half of the film yeah Oh my I, God. I was like, I remember when um, when Hot Rod uh, takes open the the Matrix of Leadership. Oh my God! Yeah, and, it, and it's just like blasting <laughs> with you, sound. You just get blasted by Stan Bush's "You've Got the Touch," and it's yeah, that's so it. funny. You've got the touch, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the power. But it is almost like a TikTok edit because it sings it up to exactly yeah, when he opens the Matrix. <laughs> It comes like, in really lightly at the start of the fight with Galvatron. The editors were cooking on gas when they were doing this. Like, they knew what they were doing. That song, yeah. And the the weird Al Yankovic song oh on Junkion. Why why was that there? That threw me off so much. It, it was great, but having weird Al Yankovic in oh, Transformers the movie. It's so weird. Um, yeah, I said oh opening credit song is amazing, but then just put like, why does this sound... <laughs> this makes me sound really bad, but I really just put... Why does this music slap so much? You know, I put the soundtrack bangs was my yeah. note for it. <laughs> Some banging tunes. Ge- genuinely, it's such a weird thing that for the Transformers animated movie, it puts so much emphasis on having a really great soundtrack. And for the likes, I literally just put a Decepticon that turns into a flying train. Because I've never... <laughs> Right, I need yeah. a preface before this. Alfie has watched the animated series, I think. I've watched bits of it, yeah, as a uh, kid. And I haven't watched any of it. Like, I quite like Transformers, but very much the Michael Bay era um, and some of the uh, other animated series, but more like Transformers Prime, which came out in like 2012 True, or something. that was good to be fair. So, um, but <laughs> just finally <laughs> turns into it? a flying train. You can turn into a regular train, a Transformer, and a flying train. And then... I- I actually remembered something. I said, oh, I've never seen that before. And they went, no, yes, I have. 
on the Angry Birds Transformers <laughs> yep. game when you finish a level, you, you run into you the flying train. train. <laughs> Although you can be playing as a Decepticon <laughs> or an Autobot and it's and still there. As you go to Astro Train. Um, got the Triple Train Transformers. And I wrote down just the line that I think sticks in everything is just one shall stand, oh, one God. shall fall. And then like most of the time, no one stands and no one falls. But you know. Either that or <laughs> everyone just dies everyone and there's dies. like three people left afterwards, which is kind of how the whole film goes. I'm so tired that the opening sequence, which was practically just a yeah. battle, lasted about 23 minutes. It, honestly, yeah. It, that went on for, that was about the length of full Transformers animated series episode. Just that single fight scene, not a bot city. Yeah, like that's what it was. It was the very bit of the intro with them like kind of showing Cybertron and the three moons. But then as soon as Ratchet and that got attacked, you had a slight breather with the fishing scene with uh, a yeah, Wiki and Hot Rod. <laughs> the dialogue in that's a bit rough, I know. Yeah, as well. and, then, and then as soon as they start attacking, it doesn't stop. No, it's, it's a full-on action sequence. It's literally like, minutes. oh my god, call Optimus, Optimus arrives. <laughs> he does. You get a badass fight scene with Optimus and Megatron where he gets Optimus Prime and gets his shit fucked for the entire fight and somehow manages to bear, well, barely kill Megatron but kind of dies himself. Like he doesn't even like he doesn't even kill Megatron. He just just chucks it off a yeah, platform he, and then Megatron like wounds uh, him. Uh, need need help. And he gets uh, picked up by good old Soundwave. Yeah, who him. seems to be really loyal to him, and but then, then just like decides to kick him out the straight hell. away. It's so funny. Jimmy, I love that because I think in the in the show he was quite loyal to Megatron as well. And he just he one eighties as soon as Megatron gets kicked out the ship, he's like, yeah, you know, what, I'll throw Megatron out. Um, major like um the Dinobots. Oh, dude. Me, I, me, Grimlock. I had the Dinobot Transformers that my dad gave me as a kid, and they were like my prized possessions oh, for years. Like, um, awesome. Obviously, I'm going to show reference this all the time. might be annoying. Um, uh, they appear in the new Transformers films, oh, but they, they do. don't speak. No. They don't, like, they're just like ancient beings in that one. Like, we're just on Earth for some reason. In but this, in this oh, one, they're so much better. They're so cool. Genuinely, oh. I, I love Grimlock as a kid. Grimlock is, Grimlock is, I dare say, iconic. He's he is. <laughs> he is. He, get, he gets slept on. Everyone's talking about Optimus Prime. No one knows about fucking good old Grimlock. Yeah, like, they're really... <laughs> the Dinobots, man. Like, the Dino there's a pterodactyl who gets, like, torn... Like, Literally. I don't know how he doesn't get torn in half. Like, oh, it's honestly... he's fighting someone and he's so small. And he's, like, <laughs> he's flying about. But he's, but he's fine, you know. The Dinobots did more in the entire film than Optimus Prime did. Throughout yeah. the entire of the animated series, I'm <laughs> and, telling you now. <laughs> Did you hear the swear word? Oh, it's so funny, isn't it? <laughs> he says, oh shit, what oh, are we going to do, do now? And the greatest fact is that was only in the film because they wanted a PG rating yeah. and not a G rating. <laughs> it because it got more. shown more. <laughs> I love it, it's so great. But it was so out of place. It is. So I looked up the parents got an IMDB to double check if I was right, and it said there is two uses of swear word. One is damn, and the other one is oh. one use of shit. I was like, damn. It caught me so off guard. Yeah, honestly, it did. Transformers swearing, I never thought I'd see the day, to be fair. But I kind of forgot, because obviously as a kid, I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that yeah. Watch Got Hot Rod says shit. Like, ooh, <laughs> calm down there. Watch it. Oh my gosh. I did say the battle, opening battle was pretty good. It was just long. True, it did go on for quite a while. And every, every old Autobot dies in the fight as well. I don't have any more likes apart from like I guess um, it's like if you were a kid it's like adrenaline fueled fun that you just like oh literally you yeah. know that you get to see your Autobots have a big battle you know it's pretty cool like uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, this was the bridge between like season two and three of the show. Yeah, I think it was. Um, because then it, then it carried on the Unicron arc in like the rest True. of the show. Apparently, and it wasn't. I think I, I watched bits of that as a kid, and it wasn't really as good because it kind of got rid of Optimus Prime. So the whole point to watch it was like, oh, that was kind of dumb. yeah. Um, I've got the Autobot City looks cool as shit. I still maintain it as from a kid that that looked cool as hell. Imagine having that as like a playset. They must oh, have released like a playset. There, there was so like in the pre-production, they kind of drew up some early models, and there was one where it's going to transform into a dude, like oh. into an actual transformer called Metroplex. And I had my dad gave me that one as well as a kid, and that was oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But then they kind of, I think there was some problem in, kind of communication between the two because the artist had made the whole thing and then that kind of got made to a toy and they're like oh we use that as Autobot City and then the artist made the, what you see in the uh, sort of the film and it's a lot cooler to be fair yeah massive fortress that transforms into itself and shoots yeah so they just went with that instead but it would have been cool if they'd gone with that but I think it's like uh, one of the things I liked which will be the same about the series is a lot of things after this tend to stick to only a couple Autobots yeah like, it always tends to be there is, like, a couple main, main named Decepticons and then a load of nameless ones. Yep. And then there is the named Autobots, but there's usually, like, five of them. Yeah. And in this, there's, like, 30-something, like, honestly, all the time, just, like, running around. It's so many. You should see the, um, like, saying the, the animated series is actually the first part of that. As a kid, I could tell you exactly what they were by looking at them, but now I'm like, oh, I've literally no idea yeah. what they were. It's, I tried to find, like, a number online of how many Autobots there actually are. And even the people who are like diehard Transformer fans with massive collections are like in the thousands at this point. I yeah. don't think anyone has actually managed or could care enough to take care of I don't of have many of the likes only because I don't believe much happened. Yeah, it, it's that's, that's a really good point because a lot of the film is kind of filler for just <laughs> to yeah. draw it out a bit longer. Um, I'm doing a quick scroll through now. Uh, Scatman Crothers is Jazz. I never noticed that was Jazz. Uh, or the Scatman colours were jazz to be fair until this I was like oh shit that's kind yeah of cool. I'm currently wearing a, a Hong Kong Fui t-shirt which um, he also voices he did and uh, oh my only other one is uh, that Devastator goes hard the Constructicon he, he does massive oh that was so cool that. like it just like he, just, he demolishes it goes through yeah wrecks them all and then he's uh, he's just a subordinate is it just well. me as well you know the inside of that flying train does it like yeah, get yeah. bigger because they, they get in right, and it's kind of like their head height. Yep. But then Devastator tries to try like the little bots that yeah, make Devastator try to transform ones. into like his ultimate form yep. to defeat them all. Which is like, a, about twenty feet tall. But or then like, like that. The, 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 the room is massive. There's no way that Decepticon was that no. big. He genuinely like Devastator. Sorry, he's like twenty meters tall, and this train was the size of a normal Decepticon at yeah. the start. He transforms into a train and they all climb in and then he gets even bigger. Yeah. My funny part with that as well is that uh, the whole point in Chuck and Megatron on that out was because they were running out of fuel and they weren't going to be able to continue any further. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck and Megatron went out and then think, oh, you know, let's just fight inside the train that's already struggling to take <laughs> us back and just potentially damage the whole thing. Oh, yep. man. Looking back at it now, the story writing was a bit rough at places. I think... That's about it. Um, oh, the universal greeting. <laughs> Barweep, Granweep, Ninibong, as they would say. And then they like make some allies from it. Yeah, they do. The the Junkions, which actually I found out kind of controversial. You know, the leader of them. Yeah. He was in one of the first drafts. He was supposed to be wearing a Nazi helmet. Yeah, I don't really why? know why that was an idea. I think because the, the whole point is that they're kind of 
barrage with TV stuff from like old Earth. Yeah, true. So they're kind of like that's why they're all made of like junk and old motorcycles and shit. Why they transformed them too? So, but I, again, I'm not really sure that. Yeah. The, the parent rating probably would have gone up if they made a tie with a Nazi helmet on it. Yeah, and then yeah, it became a good gone. guy. Yeah, exactly. And had a dance party. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense to me. Uh, it's just, it was just like, it went from oh, high yeah. octane action to, to like, to, to, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Oh my God. It's a message of friendship. Sure. Right dislikes. Then. Then. Dislikes. Um, I, th- I think the fact that every, I mean, obviously I, I don't know why I get into it, that every, the side, let's start the film, right? We'll have this kind of, Establishing Saint to show that Unicron's uh, the planet devouring. Yeah, that dude. was pretty cool. That was kind of cool. We'll bring the dude in a little bit later on to give a bit of exposition. That's all right. Yeah. And then we'll go on the, the main thing. We'll show all the Autobots everyone loves and seen for the past sort of year or so in the animated series. And then, you know, they're gone. I, we'll I kill them. <laughs> we'll kill them. We'll, we'll shoot Prowler through the chest and have smoke pour out of him as his eyes glow. Yes, I think it's... Uh, I think it's... Uh, right, uh, one one that stood out to me was Ironhide. And oh, I think it's Ratchet. He might yeah. be on the, on the, the thing. But like, Ratchet. They're going right. And there's like four Decepticons in there. And there's like two of them. They get no shots off. They don't, yeah. I think and it's just me. But I didn't realise Megatron transformed into a gun. Oh, did you not? <laughs> no. It's, it's really dumb, isn't it? Because it, the thing is... He transforms into a gun, right? Which then you kind of assume needs to be used by someone because Starscream always holds him. Yeah. But he can shoot by himself while flying through the air as a gun. It makes... And he has a gun on his arm anyway when he's in normal form. I mean, I guess it makes you harder to hit, but like, what's the point? (laughs) It's so weird, isn't it? I love it. And the fact that, you know, Soundwave's right-hand man is a boombox. Yep. With uh, bats and dogs and small people. I know, I like how like, even the Autobots are like, oh my god, I'm getting your transmission. Turns into a radio. <laughs> <laughs> watch how you just play. Why do you have to turn into the radio? The Decepticons are going to flying train. We've got a microscope and a radio. I remember, right, this is like, a, this is this was more like, I think I used to watch this like, there was a, there was a TV show called Transformers Rescue Bots. Which oh was god, on, like, the, yeah. like Not the baby channel, but like the, the, the before you're like getting a bit older. You know, and uh, they made a whole big thing about Transformers having like two forms. Yep. Like, you know, like, so usually you have your robot form and then you have whatever vehicle or you think, and then they made a big thing about, oh, you can get a second vehicle. Ooh. Or like, but like, everyone just turns into whatever is needed yeah. at this point. It just, they kind of just do whatever and they go with it. It's like, um, I think Springer, he transformed into a car in the animated series, or maybe it was in the film as well. He's usually a helicopter, I think. No, he does. He, yeah, he turns into a car to drive away at one yeah, point, he but does. he mainly drives, turns into a helicopter. So even he's got it. So um, I said you kind of need to watch the original series to form better connections with the characters. True. Because there is no form of like character building. Yeah. Like, there's a bit with Hot Rods and there's uh, whatever the and old cup. guy's called. Cup. Because um, they kind of have a lot more conversation and, you know, Yeah, kinda, that's the only real thing. Like, relatability. But the rest of them, nothing happens. Yeah. Like, it, it, the film... <laughs> I'd never thought I'd say this, but the letdown of the film is there's like it's just action. Yeah, like and, and sure I, it is. you can tell, and I've kind of written this. Um, it feels like a lot of TV episodes just put together. Yeah, it feels That's like true. the it feels like the the writers of this. I don't know if they are, but it feels like they might be the same ones from the TV show. Oh yeah, they who were. don't know how to write slow burning conflicts. <laughs> no, they were a lot of it. I think it was. Initially, the first draft was done by the exact same dude who wrote most of the episodes because of his contract being 
He yeah. had to have a, a say in writing it. And then there's lots of back and forths and stuff. But essentially, it was written mainly. But it, it, it just, it ju- it just felt like it was very much like... So, I'm guessing like a 20-minute episode of the show. Yeah, you'd, like, you'd find out the Decepticons are doing something. And then it's like, right, we go fight them. And then you yeah, fight yeah. them. You win or you lose. And then it's done. It was and that, that's kind of... You know, you kind of like that because it's 20 minutes. That's how it works. In this, it was just... The Decepticons are doing fight them. Oh, the Falcons are going to fight them. Oh, we need to fight them. We need to fight them. There was nothing like... I don't know. There was it no was stake really for there was, the film. Because like everyone was dying. Like yeah. if you didn't watch the show before, which I know it was supposed to be like a bridge between them. Yep. If you hadn't watched the show before, it is very much you either really don't care because you don't know them, or you're just amazed that this many people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> like that's totally right. And the the funny thing with that as well is that the entire main cast for the whole of this film is not shown at all in the first two seasons of the animated series. Yeah. So every every robot that isn't the first two animated series is killed off in this film because they were discontinuing the toys. I think Bumblebee's alive. Bumblebee. Bumblebee, Bumblebee does live. He yeah, survives because he's on uh, Moonbase 2 with Daniel's dad. Yeah. For like Optimus and Prowler, Ratchet, Ironhide. Surely they, Optimus comes back in the, he the does. rest of the series. That's, I'll get back to is that later. Is like a running joke or something? Yeah. <laughs> that he like... Da- he never does. That's a running joke in like everything. It is. But like... Why did they kill Optimus? That's, that's because such a they, shit player. That's the thing. Because at the time, Hasbro was still viewing this as just like, like sort of G.I. Joe or Action Man. Just It was a toy to sell. They didn't yeah. kind of realise that kids were so invested in the storyline. Yeah. So after this, after killing essentially all the main characters because the toys were being discontinued, even Megatron and stuff and Starscream and all that were being discontinued. So they didn't, yeah. didn't need them anymore. So they wanted to get them out of the way and bring in this new set of shiny toys, which is these yeah. new guys but people actually form on. you know what it's called emotional connections with these characters yeah these kids who'd seen I think it's something like 50 or so episodes and you like a year of broadcasting of Optimus yeah. Prime and then all the comics and stuff were like oh yeah Optimus Prime's cool as shit let's keep him uh, and then the, the, the kids have to see Optimus Prime dying in a surgery table and fade into black and shrivel up yeah like he's literally he uh, to me I, and I think they realised it after He's what makes Transformers. Yeah, that's there's no Transformers without Optimus Prime, really. He's and like I know, the like, I know like they've made like the Bumblebee um, oh, yeah. movie, which was good. I did like that, but that's because he became a more popular character. I think when yeah. like they've done the other films, because yeah, they go through season three, and uh, you do get Optimus Prime coming back at the end of season three because they realise how much they've done wrong. Yeah, like they renamed seen... Bumblebee to Goldenbug. Which is a bit shit to be fair. Just, just me, right? And I, I don't. I've never watched season, but Rodimus Prime. Oh, it's such a bad name. I'm sorry, but like, I was kind of invested in Ultra Magnus just being like the leader. Yeah, Mega Magnus. Yeah, like he just gets slightly. I mean, tall. yeah, he does look like a ripoff Optimus Prime. I'm not he gonna does, lie. Yeah, like he's literally got like slightly different colours and a bit bulkier. It's like Optimus Prime's nephew, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was kind of invested in him. And oh, right. All of these, in the film, right, most of them die from getting shot. Yep. Okay? And you feel like that could probably be fixed quite easily. Do you think? You know, like, you know, the Energon and whatever. Oh, yeah. Rodham, not Rodimus, um, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus gets ripped to pieces, yeah. which thinks, oh, that might be a bit harder, considering he's dismembered, he's probably crushed yeah. everything. You, you know, know what I mean? No, no, we just, like, put some, why did none of them think of that? The Junkions are just, they're, they're <laughs> well, different, you know? They can just do it. I think oh. in the original... In one of the original scripts, because I watched a few videos about it beforehand, because 
after you search up the Transformers movie on YouTube, for some reason it decides to recommend you everything related to the movie. <laughs> um, in one of the initial storyboards, you know those little sweep drones that Unicron made? They were yeah. going to tie up each limb of Ultra Magnus and rip him in four. Just carry him up in the air in front of everyone and rip him into four pieces. So imagine that, say, you were a kid who was watching it and got invested in Ultra Magnus becoming the next Optimus Prime. Yeah. And then 30 minutes later, see him ripped into four pieces. I know that... That's what I think. They really oh were just God. like taking out the dirty laundry, weren't they? They were. They were just getting rid of the old, bring the new, and then kind of trying to kill off some of the new characters already. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh my God. I, that, um, the five headed uh, Imperial Magistrate, they called it, I can't remember what the, it's supposed to be called, freaked me out so much as a kid. You know the thing weird. that passes judgment. I was. I don't understand. Me. So if you were innocent, you died. Yeah. So what happened if you were guilty? Did you I live? Think you also died. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, well, yeah. It was, there wasn't much of a choice in that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, this must be like, if I'm not wrong, this is me trying to remember Transformers law from when I was about three. <laughs> I think they created the world or the Transformers or something, or maybe on mission. I think they actually work for Unicron. Think about it. Jesus Christ! There's so much. The, like, the Transformers law goes so deep. You know, yeah, and I, I find it so funny. It was made by like because obviously Marvel Comics. Yeah, they wrote the whole thing. So 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 Ma- so when it said Mar- Marvel Productions, uh, it was actually as we know as Marvel today. It was yeah. the TV branch of them, but like not connected to technically any of the the Marvel. Yeah, company. it's it's really weird because I think from what I re- what what I've read is that they made so it was like Hasbro and this Japanese company brought together two different toy lines to bring them to America as Transformers and yeah. then they started selling loads then obviously you have Marvel made the whole mythology around it yeah and the comics and stuff it's like a subsidiary of the main company yeah and then obviously you get this and the whole TV series that spanned off it that all started from Hasbro just wanted to make a quick book by selling these uh, fancy robots yeah I think that's quite evident in the it definitely is with this essentially being like a it's essentially it's a really fancy advert for these well, that's new toys. That's what it is. Like, uh, and the I, new series coming out, I guess. But Yeah. And then it, I think actually, th- so they do like a third season after this, but the fourth season ends after three episodes because of how badly it kind of trails off after this film. Because it was riding really well, I think, from what I know. Yeah. It hits this film and then the main series tanks off. Well, that seems to be like a thing now. So obviously stuff. they've had a lot of different series and they all had their own yeah. fans and stuff. I think Transformers Prime is probably one of the... True, that was... That one of the really most, and it was they were kind of more modelled off the Michael Bay Transformers that mm-hmm. came out, which uh, Mike, well, obviously Michael Bay Transformers made billions of, yeah. uh, of, of dollars, so you know, kind of showed that these toy adverts were yeah, they doing pretty quite profitable well. to be fair. And then they got to the fourth film, still made like billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Got to the fifth film, people are losing interest now, yeah. so they stopped it, and then they just released what Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Oh my god! But they went, they kind of like yeah, made it more kid friendly again, like you know. They're still massive robots shooting people. That is true. But, and you know now they've made a Hasbro cinematic universe. Have they? So <laughs> have you not? Have you seen the new Transformers film? No. What? Um. So I went to go see it at the cinema, and Does I didn't. Barbie realize... show. No. So that's Mattel. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they are also making a, a toy cinematic universe though. Uh, they are. Um, fair, yeah. Obviously, everyone makes cinematic universes now. The, the, the end credit scene of um the Transformers: Rise of the Beasts is the main character, I can't remember his name, um, like the human character, I mean. Oh, right. He goes to interview for like a security job and uh, it ends up being the G.I. Joe headquarters. 
Oh, like he, he, they, like he, he said, "I need you," and they open up a thing, and there's oh. this massive GI Joe logo. With like, I mean, if we can't have Spider-Man and Optimus Prime again, we may as well. So have it's now being confirmed that one, they not only have a GI Joe project in the works, but it's in the same, in universe, the same universe as Transformers. As Transformers. If I, I don't know much about G.I. Joe, but surely he won't be up against oh, won't be up against Megatron, otherwise it'd be a very boring film. This giant Megatron just crushes the twenty army, foot tall robot and this one dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty hefty he's, dude. He's quite, like, yeah, he's quite an accomplished army gentleman. I'm, I'm guessing. I have no idea. But against a giant alien robot, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> can't even <laughs> try to rate it. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Oh, other funny fun, uh, funny fun, other fun fact about it is that in response to Optimus Prime dying in the film, uh, there was reports of one by having locked himself in his room for a week because of seeing Optimus Prime dying on the movie. I'm not surprised. Was I was quite strong? sad. I was like, it's quite, it's like, like, I know it's kind of a thing Optimus Prime dies. Like, he literally gets resurrected like three times. <laughs> like, yeah, he keeps coming but, back. But you know, it's, it's, it's very much. Honestly, as a kid who was super invested in that at the time, imagine how traumatic that would have been to see this yeah. dude who you've got figures of and posters and comics of in your bedroom. Yeah, the dying. face of the Transformers, and you just kill them. Oh, and he dies in such a bad way as well. Rest in peace, Optimus Prime. You're yeah, it's one. literally like, because obviously Hot Rod feels uh, like guilty. Yeah. He gets over it pretty quickly. He does, to be fair. But it's like, it's one of those things where if you just shut up and like killed, like, killed someone, oh, yeah. like... You'd, you wouldn't die. No. Like, there's the whole time it's like, you begging for a mercy and he then shoots exactly, him again. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I said this before we started recording, I've started watching the Jack Reacher series on Prime. And what's really funny is he doesn't talk. It, it, it's one of the only examples I think I've seen in an action film where he doesn't hesitate. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's literally a thing where he goes to say, guy, I'm going to give you the cow of three. And he goes, one, two, and then he headbutts him. <laughs> like, he just doesn't wait. Like, if Optimus Prime had done that, he'd still be kicking. Yeah, he'd still be alive, you know. Right. right. Ratings, then. Ratings, then. So... What have you given it? <laughs> um, obviously, he's a film that's kind of been, or was a huge thing to me when I was a kid. I, I really enjoyed it. And the Transformers franchise growing up was a, something I really enjoyed. I think even watching it now, it would be... I'd, I'd struggle to look at it critically for the fact that it, it it's a film with literally no depth at all. What you see yeah. is kind of what's there. But for me, it's, it's something that I can just watch and I can still feel like I enjoy it, even though it's subjectively yeah. a, a pretty boring film. Um, I've given it an eight. Yeah, I thought you were going to go a bit higher, so I've gone a bit lower. Yeah. <laughs> Only because I think I'd actually quite enjoy the TV series. All right. Um, But only because it would be very much the short bursts of action you want yeah, with, this, this. with the undertone of storytelling. Where this was, like, this was kill everyone we don't want anymore, make it a massive advert, yeah. like, put the tiniest bit of storytelling in so, like, you know, we kind of got a thread to go on. Yeah, like, that's very just, true. Just Tiny basically just make it action. Um, So I've given it a 5.5. Oh, God, that makes it really much. Um, which is a 6.8. Oh, that's honestly... I which is, right. for what it is, like, it's it's the first... An it's actually the first animated, animated film we've done. done. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's many... Is there many notable animated films in the 80s? I'm was sure there Studio is. Studio Ghibli making films at this Disney point. probably released something. Oh, did well, yeah. But I mean, if we really want to go analyze Disney films, then yeah. Oh no, there is. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Studio Ghibli films from the 80s. That makes sense. Oh, that's great. 
Oh yeah, uh, for six point eight for well, the yeah. Transformers the movie. Yeah, the Transformers the movie. Yep. Questions, questions, questions. Transforming questions. So, well, yeah, we're not going to uh, change them halfway through, though. Hopefully. No, hopefully my dad's read them right, and uh, you know, this, yeah, they are different. Hopefully. This <laughs> um, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, you can go, yeah. Okay. From the question one, Alfie. Yeah. What year does the movie take place in? Ah, oh, it's the year two thousand and five. It is. Why is there one bit of voiceover and then nothing in <laughs> the rest of the film? <laughs> to establish that 20 years have passed, they can kill off and explain these new characters somehow. Yep. Right. So, That's uh, correct. My first one is we talked about it a little bit, actually, in that Optimus Prime comes back to life in the animated series. Mm-hmm. How long do you think it took for them to read? <laughs> not like in animation time. But sit from the air date of the film to the air date of the episode in which you revised, how long do you think it took? Was it 200 days, 180 days, or about a year? 180 days. It only took 200 days <laughs> to reanimate and bring him back to life in the animated series. Because they realised they messed up. Because they realised how badly they messed up in killing him off. Yeah. Jeez. That was... It's hilarious. He's not even dead for a full year in real time. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. We, we, nah, up we messed one. up, guys. Um, okay, question two. What is the reason Hot Rod shouldn't help Optimus fight Megatron? Oh, it's his fight, kid, doesn't he, sir? Something like that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because it's Prime's battle. Prime's fight, kid. That's Cup telling them off again. Yeah. Fucking old-timer. <laughs> so. Sure. Um, I mentioned a few times that there was a... A couple of different drafts of the script and a lot of different things changes that went through it and unicron had a couple of different names that weren't <laughs> quite kind of make more sense but are a, a lot worse in an aspect so which of these four options was the original chosen name for unicron was it absorber ingester amalgamator or mastercar ingester it was ingester it was ingester <laughs> they just like oh he eats things Ingester. How did they get from that to Unicron? <laughs> I have no idea. It's, honestly, uh, it's such a weird thing. I'm fairly sure Unicron was the villain in Rise of the Beasts, the newest film. I think, yeah, in one of the newer films, he's Earth. Oh, okay, yeah, so in Transformers The Last Night, it's revealed that something like he's Earth. Oh, and yeah, someone wasn't used... Merlin a Transformer? Yeah, Merlin well. was a Transformer, and it's like, yeah, The, the Last Night kind of. The only thing The Last Night, I mean, oh, yeah, Hot Rod gets introduced in The Last Night. Oh shit, it's hotter than the last is, night. Which is weird, which I totally forgot. Get ready I, for Rodimus Prime, guys. I've kind of forgot that film. The um, but then when they've rebooted it to do, like, or soft rebooted it to do... Um, oh, the Beast, yeah. The Beast the beast one, yeah, like, it, he's the main villain. Like, he controls the Terracons or something. Unicorn, guys. All right, then, final question, Alfie. This is pretty easy. All right. Um, What kind of non-robotic weapon does Springer have? Oh, shit. I'm not actually sure. Springer. Oh, damn. He doesn't... He's got a non-robotic weapon. What, like... Not like a gun? Well, yeah. <laughs> is it a gun? <laughs> no, that's not... No, right. A gun is a robot. Cause uh, oh, yeah, fair. Like a mechanical thing. Um, Do you have a sword? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I don't think it's right. 
He does have a sword. He does? What the f- Yeah. To be fair, I only thought that... Well, he's a helicopter, isn't he? So it could be his helicopter his blade. blade. yeah. Yeah, Because you see Hot Rod fighting with a sword and a shield, and I'm like, in a show based around robots that can transform into guns and have massive guns, and every fight is with guns, how is a sword and a shield going to help Hot Rod? Yeah, it's like, it's like when you see Optimus Prime like fighting a lot with like his uh, like magma or like Energon axe yeah. and stuff. I'm going to buy that set. <laughs> Lego set. They just said set. There's, a, there's, a, there's an Optimus Prime Lego set which I should buy, and I'll I'll, I'll put Ooh. it on the Cinema Club. Honestly, yeah. Right. So this one's this one's a little bit more tenuous because I was kind of running to the end of any good questions here. Is obviously we we talked about how great the score for this film is. Yeah. Made by the great Vince DiCola. Um, but which other film did he score the music for? Oh. Was it Short Circuit? Big Trouble in Little China. Or Rocky Four. Oh, that's hard actually. All came around this sort of time. Um, I don't think it was Rocky Four, but, but I can't remember much from Rocky Four. I have watched it, but I can't. Remember. I don't think I've seen it. I but might. I, I, no, it's when we go to Russia. Um, I don't think it's that one. Okay. Um, what was the one? Big Trouble in Little China. Or Short Circuit. I'll go Short Circuit. It was Rocky Four. Oh, was it? Oh, damn. Short Circuit and Big Trouble in Little China were just things that came out around yeah. the Transformers movie, which is kind oh, of the man. reason, as well as like Labyrinth and other stuff, Transformers movie released in the middle of like five or six massive mid-80s films. Damn. So you kind of got forget- forgotten, but yeah. Rocky Four was another one. Gosh, well then, how relevant is this film? Well, I mean, it's at the time, it was just sort of like, as we said a lot, it was a, it was a toy line, but now it's a... I think the original Transformers as a whole, not just this film, is very, like, cemented in pop culture to a lot of people, especially from this time. Um, You know, it was a massive kids' show. Mm -hmm. Uh, True. You know, and it did sell toys. That was, like, the main thing. But I think that was it. Although it was to sell toys, a lot of kids liked it because of that because they got to have major, like, well-designed toys of these transforming robots. Which was a pretty cool thing, I'm guessing. And I'm sure they were easier to transform than the ones I used to have, which like I never transformed oh, because God, they yeah. were so hard. I remember having a few of them. It took a good ten minutes to figure out how to re-transform Bumblebee into a car. I just, I just never did. Like I could get it, so I could get it, so he looked, he, he resembled the car. <laughs> <laughs> he had his arms sticking out the side. Yeah, like, like, the like the, he could never lie flat because like his gun was like <laughs> dropping out, <laughs> like his arm with his bust was like dropping out. Oh man, and like you said, it's become such a big thing now as well, hasn't it? In terms of movies yeah, it's like billion dollar franchise. It's made so much money and came up a pretty long way since this daft little film and the soundtrack. Whenever hey, uh, you've got the touch, even just that sort of like <laughs> start to it. I've never. I don't. I think I've heard the song before, but not enough to like kind of think it. And I heard it, and I was like, "What is going on?" It's such <laughs> a weirdly iconic song. Mark Wahlberg sings it in some other film really badly. I remember seeing a clip of that. I'm not sure what film that was, actually. I need to see that. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that, it's pretty relevant. Uh, I think I'd rather watch the series. That Honest, it, yeah, it'd probably be helpful. You've got the touch. Da, 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 da. You've got the power. I think that was almost better bad. than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> God. Oh, we're done with that. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> God, that didn't feel real. It's probably the shortest film we've watched, I think. 
Yeah, hour and 25. It isn't. It's definitely not a long I'm one. trying to think of anything shorter, but most of the ones you do are like Funny an hour and 50 this, minutes long. This hour and 25 minute film might be longer than some of the big films we've done on the podcast. Which it's usually seems be, to be the case. It's going to be bigger than Rain Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, Alright, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, as usual, you are currently listening to this on something if you've made it this far. We're not just voices um, in here. Not yet. Oh, well, we might be. Um, get that checked. Um, you know, but we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music and Audible, um, lots of other things. Which one do you want to say, Alfie? Podbean. Podbean. And tuning. What's that American? Oh, tuning. That's tuning. Um, that American one. <laughs> is it American? Is it I don't, we seem to get lots of American listeners that got picked up on tuning. True. Um, yeah, loads of different places. If, we're, if you're not on a place, contact us on the social medias. Exactly. At the 80 Cinema Club on Instagram, uh, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Facebook, um, YouTube. Uh, Email. Email, yeah, uh, at eight, no, not at eight cinema club at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just get in touch about anything. Uh, we'd love to have a conversation with whatever you've got to talk about 80s films, whether you agree with what we say, whether you don't, you know, let's if have a debate. Think that this was uh, a, a massive, well, to be fair, I don't know if you're some diehard Transformers fan and think we've uh, completely butchered this. I mean, we did, we, we enjoyed wrong. the film, we just um, didn't think it was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like as always, if you've got anything to say about the film, or you had a different, or even just any viewpoint that sort of we didn't touch on, or like something we didn't mention, uh, just please do let us know because obviously it's it's good for us to kind of yeah. get that feedback. You know? We need that interaction, you know. Um, but uh, you know, we'll end this with a quote: uh, "One shall stand, one shall fall." <laughs> <laughs>